Hello everyone and welcome back to The Other Castle. The Other Castle and this is Andrea. And this is Tom. How are you doing today? Today is a good day. Today's a good day? Yeah. Are we going to keep it in a positive mood tonight? Oh no. No? Oh no. Okay. No, you know how all video games are like actually insane, which is also the premise and spark of this podcast? Right. This one's sad. This is a sad one. Yeah, it's okay. it real sad, which I love it a but lot. You love it a lot? Yeah, I love it a lot. Okay, that's good. For this episode, we are doing a game called Night in the Woods. Yes, and I love this game. It's wonderful, and I have a tattoo from it. You have a tattoo from it. That's right. That's the, uh, the one on your leg. Yes, and I will get back to it later. All right. Have you played this or no? I haven't. No, I played through probably about 20 to 30 minutes of it. Okay. And it just wasn't my style of game, so I didn't continue. I get it. You had the same reaction to Witcher 3, so... That's fair. You know what? <laughs> I'm not mad at it. No, Witcher 3, though, I give it like five, six hours to... You did? I did. I saw 20 minutes of it, and of you just kind of jumping up and down on boxes. It was... I think you were a hobbit? I didn't get it. Okay. So... (laughs) I obviously didn't play it, because it didn't look fun from your demo. You know, when I was on our friend's podcast, Too Many Records... We talked about Witcher 3, and he said that that was his absolute favorite game that he's ever played. And, uh, I don't get it. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's not for everyone. Everyone has a different favorite game. This is some people's favorite game. So, Night in the Woods was announced in 2013 as a Kickstarter. Okay. And it was funded in 26 hours. Holy shit. So, this is a super indie game, but it was an indie game with some faith behind it. Oh, yeah, entirely. Here's kind of where that mythology comes from. There's a guy named Scott Benson. He's an artist. He used to be a small town punk and he just turned it into being an artist, which is kind of cool. Okay. And he put out a couple things here and there. And this other guy called Alec Holoka. Holoka? Okay. I can't pronounce it. Like, found him on the internet and was like, do you want to make some cool shit with me? And Scott's like, totally. Where could this go? Um, <laughs> it goes to a bunch of best game of the year awards. That's where the fuck it went. Wow. All yeah. right. So this was a pretty big for an indie title it hit hard totally totally so um it's alec scott and then i think that bethany huckenberry is like scott's partner or best friend or something they seem to have like grown up and they're always together and they kind of rounded out the trio that built this entire game like by themselves all right so to that point it's super indie it's by a group called Infinite Fall, which is basically the three of them. Um, <laughs> so this, I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, it's as indie as it can go, which is like, it's, pretty, it's literally the three of them. So they worked on this Kickstarter and they put out a couple of supplemental games leading up to the actual Night in the Woods game. One was a thing where you look at the constellations and you find out the different stories about them. Okay. And I have one of those tattooed on me. Because I'm a sad cat. Aww. Just like May, as we will meet later. All right. And I have the bell that rings at the end of the world okay. on me. Of it, all the constellations, that's the name of the one that... Yeah, okay. the, the apocalypse warning. Was, okay. Was my shit. There you go. <laughs> so I have that. And there's another one where you kind of are just a lost soul in the snow and you're searching for something in the long winter. They're not... They're like in the same world as Night in the Woods, but they're different time points and don't necessarily line up. Okay. It's not required reading. It's totally supplemental. Okay. So this game was started on Kickstarter in 2013 with their goal of being $50,000. They got that within 26 hours. And when the campaign closed, they had $209,000. Oh, damn. So this was so the little indie game that could. Right. Which is, it, it's fun to see a success story on there. Is there a big reason why they were able to fund it? so quickly like did one of them have like a big following behind them what 
caused them to get the money so quickly? Not particularly. Like, these aren't indie darlings. These are indie, indie, indie kids. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was just the art, you know, and, you know, the Kickstarter algorithm can be kind sometimes. But truly, the art style has really held from day one conceptually for Night in the Woods, which is so beautiful and seamless and really transportative to this mythical world that is very relatable. Okay. It was just a really well done trailer. People were very excited for that. 2013 is when the Kickstarter started. This game actually came out in 2017 on all major consoles, PC and Macs, and then on the Switch in 2018. So it's not even that old of a game. Yeah, it's pretty recent. So this game was kind of sold as a narrative-driven exploring adventure game with a couple different threads. So in the same vein and like the same wave of <laughs> games like Life is Strange and mm. the Telltale series, you know, ones that we keep talking about. Right, we get going <laughs> back to a lot. Yeah, where there's, if you think about it, there's like a butterfly where you flap your wings and you can go A or B and then you go down to B and then you can go B1, B2 and then you take B1 and you're B1, 2 left and kind of a... Branching narrative. A branching narrative. is what we have like kind of yes. established. Thank you. So a branching narrative. This one has something similar where it branches in the middle but it ends in the same way. Okay, so, so the end ch- will always be the same. Yeah, the end is relatively the same. There's slight differences, but you actually get to change your narrative and the meat of it more so, which is kind of fun. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just how indie games were done back then. <laughs> it's fine. It's something new and unique. Yeah. You know, the game itself is, it was groundbreaking primarily for its writing. Um, the writing was very authentic. It doesn't feel cheesy like when Chloe is calling fucking porn stash Depp douche uh, oh, right. in Life is Strange and you're like, oh, that's not going to age well. Yeah. That feels a little dated. Like this does have some of that, but there's something timeless about it. Okay. And part of that charm is in the setting of the actual game. So the game takes place in Possum Springs, which is as adorable as it sounds. So yeah. <laughs> instead of humans, everyone's kind of an animal. But there also are animals. So, like, May is a cat, but there are also cats in the game. All right. So it's like the DuckTales world. Yeah, we're just cruising around, though. And All we're right. like, it's fine. So Possum Springs is in the Rust Belt and used to be a big mining town. Mm-hmm. So it's very kind of rural Pennsylvania, which I'm weirdly familiar with because my dad's from one of these towns. Right. Like, basically Possum Springs, where it's very, you know, the mining days were good and towns kind of dried up since the railroad came through. <laughs> But truly, like, May actually gets off at a bus station, which is kind of nice. But the entire town, like, used to be doing well, and now they've really dried up. Some kids are starting to move away. The town's starting to fall apart. And it just isn't what it used to be, and it's getting more claustrophobic for people with big dreams to be there. Okay. You know? And May is a big dreamer? Yeah, kind of. We'll get there. Um, (laughs) she's, She's had a rough go at it, so... You know, Possum Springs is just kind of one of those bummer towns you drive through. I just, ugh. I mean, I've worked in one. I can't say I lived in one, but I did work in one. It was a town of 1,200 people. It's actually considered a village at that point. That's oh. it's so small that it's considered a village. Right, because there's no uh, postal service, right? Well, I mean, they had a postal service, but nobody in town had a mailbox. Everybody had to go into town, like, quote unquote, into town to the post office. Everybody had to have a post office box there. Like these, Blows my mind. There is no mailboxes like out front of your house or anything. It was just a communal post office. And I grew up in the East Bay, which is not a small town. No. Which is its own country inside of Northern California. <laughs> yeah. You were Oakland Central, which is like... <laughs> so I don't understand it, but I've seen it. Right. Kind of. And passing through. Yeah. I spent a lot, a lot of time in this town of 1,200 people and uh, one grocery store, one gas station, had a stoplight, you know, is that yeah, kind of place. That's very much what Poston Springs is. Okay. And, you know... 
The reason the setting was done like this was because Scott Benson and Bethany Huckenberry actually kind of grew up in small towns like this in Pennsylvania where they kind of saw what it feels like and they get the teenage angst of it and they're Mm. like, fuck, we've only seen Philadelphia in fucking Fallout game where it's destroyed and apocalyptic. Right. Or in The Last of Us. Where it's destroyed and apocalyptic. Yeah. (laughs) So let's kind of show it in a more realistic sense because that's not fair to Pennsylvania, which is just so delightfully endearing. We get there with May. So May is a cat. She is like kind of a grayish black cat. She's kind of scraggly and she's got a poochie belly. Um, She's 20. She is pansexual and out and proud, which we love. And she's wearing a shirt that's orange and has the circle with a line through it, the void symbol. Yeah. Which they put on her shirt because they thought it was like a cool punk rock thing. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like an anarchy sign, but it's a zero. But it's actually also is symbolic in the trans community as non-binary of like null and void of like gender affiliation. So it kind of works in her like her queerness of being like, I'm pansexual. You know, we can call me a girl. I'm kind of cruising around. You know, it's a flow. She's fluid. Yeah. Yeah, so she kind of is a queer icon, okay. which is awesome for her. We love that. I knew May- nothing about that. Yeah. So we roll up on May. She is landing at the bus station in Possum Springs, and she realizes her parents are not there to pick her up. Of course they're not. They should have been, though, because this is her- them picking her up after she drops out of college. That's why they're not picking her up. They're not mad. They just <laughs> this happened very abruptly, so they got oh. the they got the date mixed up because this was a quick transition. All right, so she made it seem like she put in a two week notice, but she really gave a one week notice. Maybe or maybe she said Wednesday and they wrote down Thursday. Who knows? Okay, but they got confused. the ba- The big takeaway is that she abruptly is dropping out of college. Ouch. You never just surprise drop out of college. No, there's there's usually an inciting incident that occurs that... Yeah, so she walks her own ass home. She's like, all right, well, fuck all of y'all. I guess I'll walk home. I haven't been home in two years. Let's check this out. Mm-hmm. So she's walking through her old neighborhood. It's all spooky dooky. And it does feel the way it feels to drive back into your hometown at night. Ugh. Like, I weirdly got that muscle memory of like, I oh, I know feel. the lights come up on houses you remember and you see mm-hmm. them for a second and then the dirt hits and you're like, oh, you've aged. Everyone's got reading glasses on. Like Going back home that anytime is always weird. Yeah, and when you're 20, it's like the whole world either paused and you left or... <laughs> or it changed very drastically. Or, yeah, or overnight it's completely gone. And I think that's also the thing is that some things do hit pause and other things get fast forwarded, which makes it really jarring and weird for you. Yeah, totally. You know, so like, whereas all these houses look exactly the same, but Blockbuster not fucking there anymore. <laughs> now it's a Taco Bell. Yeah. Can you imagine a blockbuster-sized Taco Bell? Like I know you just, <laughs> I know you threw that out there for yeah. nostalgia, but that was an insane thing to say. <laughs> so May is cruising through town. She gets home and she's like, "Hey, parents, your only child is home." And they're like, "Oh shit, so sorry." forgot you were coming home tonight and she's like it's cool i'll go fuck myself right basically because she's bitter and they're like well damn kiddo we're genuine mistake and she's like no fine dirt in the wound i just don't matter i'm going to bed she used to live there with her grandpa and her parents her grandpa died but she loved him she was like he's dope as shit okay and you pass by his room every night and if you talk to your dad every night of the game 
he will help you move stuff so you can get into grandpa's room and check his shit out. Oh, really? Yes. So, But only if you talk to the dad. Yeah, you have to talk to the dad every night. So, like I mentioned, in the bulk of the game, there's all these branching narratives and things you can unlock and kind of, you do something every day in a row, like part I, attendance trophy things you can unlock or okay. something. Like if you check in. Participation trophies? Yeah, if you check in with the right NPC every day or something or follow their directions if they give you a clue, you can kind of unlock different storylines. So okay. there's a lot of hidden storylines in here. There's a lot of poking around and secrets, which, ah, oh, I love. It's, yeah, that's, you love exploring. It's an escape room with a narrative. <laughs> it's, I don't have to touch anything. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's good. You wake up the next day and you're like, well, everything sucks. This is my life, which like, I went home after college for a little bit. I get it. We've all had that feeling. We have all had that feeling and it's terrible. And you're like, I'm miserable and have no purpose in life. Let's do this. Yeah. No, what did I tell you about me going home now? At this point, I just go back there to bury people. You know, it's just, it becomes that to you sometimes. It's horrifying. It is. So May's not doing that, but it's okay. So May wakes up and she's like talking to her mom and her mom's like, so what's she up to? And she's like, well, none of my fucking friends left town. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to go see them, which also I've lived that. It's fine. Same. Yep. We all are this like. This is all sounding very familiar. Oh. For, to anybody that's like, to anybody that's basically a townie, this is going to sound a little bit different. It's going to sound mean if you're a townie. Yeah. But to anybody that's like moved away from home and then gone back home again, this stuff starts to really hit hard. Yeah. And this is probably why it struck a chord with so many people because it feels so natural. And, you know, I graduated college when I was 21 and I moved home because I ran out of money. Mm-hmm. For like, what, three, four months? You were only there for like three, four months, yeah. Yeah, and like, I, I lived this, but instead of dropping out, I just had my degree and no one gave a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and all, and like I felt the it. people in your life that were there were all kind of still where they were when you left the first time. Yeah, a lot of people were just like, oh, you're back. Is it break? And I was like, I'm broken. And they were like, cool, we'll meet you at the bar. <laughs> and I was like, let's get a job and get out of here. Yeah. But that's okay. So May's kind of going through this thing that I very specifically also went through. Yeah. Um, which is why I love this game. So she's like, hey, do you know anyone and what they're doing? And she goes, your friend Greg, he works at the Snack Falcon, which is this- The it, Snack Falcon. Yeah, it's this world's version of a 7-Eleven. All right. Which, just the naming conventions on these are so cute. Uh, if we can run through a couple of them. So All right. So Snack Falcon is the 7-Eleven. Okay. There's a Food Donkey. Food Donkey, I like that. Which is an abandoned grocery store, like, kind of downtown. Oh, so this is not the operational. No, it closed okay. down a while ago. And a little farther away is the new grocery store where May's dad actually works. Oh. It's called the Ham Panther. The Ham Panther? Yes. What is that even describing? I think it describes where you buy your groceries. <laughs> I mean, in Denver, it was called King Super and Super was spelled with two O's. That's true. So this isn't that far off after living in She's Denver. She's not making that up either. She's not trying to be mean to Denver. It really is spelled S-O-O-P-E-R. Watch. It's plural. Oh yeah, supers. Yeah. So watch like a a Rockies game or something. You'll see it. You'll see it as like one of the sponsors there. You know, the altitude's higher, you get drunk faster, and it's a beer town. Mistakes will be made. (laughs) Often. Yeah. And then their local donut shop is called the Donut Wolf. The Donut Wolf. You had that on a t-shirt. I do have a Donut Wolf t-shirt. I still have it. I've had it for a long time. (laughs) It's a great fucking shirt. So that's just how adorable this town is Mm -hmm. also. So May leaves her house and she is the cutest little cat and she can jump up on the power lines and walk up up there because she's a cat. She doesn't have to. So they're not necessarily all human-like in that aspect. They still maintain some of their animalistic tendencies. They do, especially the 
cats. Okay. Yeah. They, they like to knock shit over. Yeah, they like jump on stuff. And they go high up and. That's right. I remember they do stuff. in the like a little bit that I played, I was jumping on rooftops. Yeah, it's fun. That's right. The birds are always kind of like looking up and shit. Mm-hmm. They seem nervous. So she's cruising around town. It's very much like. Oh man, this is closed. Oh, that's new. Uh-oh, that apartment building's missing like a leg. All this crazy shit. Rediscovery for her. Yeah. She finds her best friend Greg at the Snack Falcon. Okay. And Greg is the cutest character. He's like a dog or a fox. Okay. He's yellow and he has pointy ears. Kind of looks like Bart Simpson, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's got a leather jacket and he's super punk rock. He's like, just the fun guy. He's so cute. Yes. He is very, very hard ADHD. Um, oh. And bipolar. Oh, no. I think he admits to being bipolar, and then, like, there's some lines that allude to ADD or ADHD, but he is, like, very strictly bipolar at the very least. Oh, wow, okay. And a majority of the game, when you meet him, he's being very manic and high energy, Mm -hmm. but there are some times when you talk to him and he really just starts sinking down into the deeps of it, and it's like, oh, yes, the ride is real, and, like, you can't prepare for it. That's just wild that video games are dealing with these kinds of topics now, you know? Oh, isn't it insane? It's not jumping on... On Goomba's heads and kicking turtles. <laughs> I think there are some turtles in this game. Are, oh, do you kick them though? No, I don't think you kick okay. them. <laughs> but how great would that be? But yeah, he's like, I'm bipolar. This is who I am. Things are hard. And we love him. Mm-hmm. He's wonderful. Okay. He is also one of the only two gay people in town. Oh, poor guy. I know. I knew that guy in that town of 1200. Oh. Yeah. It's not fun. It was not fun for him at all. No. Greg is like, we gotta hang. And May is like, obviously, I clearly have nothing going on. I dropped out of college abruptly. Mm -hmm. I did not have a plan. He's like, dope, let's do this shit. Now, when you say he is one of the two gay people in town, are you including her in that? No, now there are three. Okay. But I mean, she's pansexual, so that's a different, like, classification. Let's call it queer. Queer. Go with the umbrella term. She's part of the community. Yes. Yes. She is certainly part of the community. But before her, two. Okay. So, oh, you know what? While she's walking home, she walks by... Possibilities, an Italian restaurant. Possibilities. The video outpost two, this... and two is spelled T O O. Oh God. <laughs> um, they see that the party barn is on sale. Like the whole store. Yeah, the oh, party barn. No. And she also sees Fat Pocket Pawn. And while she's exploring, she also finds a poster for Har Fest, which is basically their Halloween fest. Okay. Which is really exciting. Is That's... it like going to be a film festival? No, just Halloween. Just a Halloween party? And also, one of her known friends from school is missing. Oh, really? Well, she was two years ahead of him, but his name is Casey Hartley. He's 18 years old, and he is missing in action. So he is two years younger than her? Yes. Okay, but she did know him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She's all That's crazy. Sad. Right? So he's missing. Crazy shit. So May is like, damn, town's wild. Let's go to band practice. So you go to band practice with Greg because that's what he's he's like, ah, I'm punk rock as shit. Sorry, not high school band. No. Okay. No. Garage they're tw- band. They're 20 now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They go to like what clearly is like the birthday party of a bowling alley. Okay. Like the, the little room that's cut out. The little, okay. With like an acrylic window with like. The birthday party room? Yeah. Clearly, I get what you're saying. The clearly, pizza party room. Yeah, exactly. A pizza party room. And there's a drum kit set up and Greg is like, fuck yeah, we're going to go to band practice. And me is like, I haven't picked up a bass in two years. You know this because I left it here with you. <laughs> and I've been gone for two years. And he's like, you'll be fine. And she goes, you know, I literally don't know any songs because again i haven't had my bass in two years and he's like you'll be great greg does not understand (laughs) but also like how is she just automatically back in the band well 
There's not an influx of new people in town. I guess that's fair. So when old people But they leave, never bothered to replace her either, apparently. Or move her base. Yeah. <laughs> They've left it in this They've birthday like, party. They've literally waiting for you to get back here. Yeah. <laughs> no one's had a birthday party here in the entire two years. We haven't had to touch your shit. But now you're back in town. We got a gig coming up. We got a gig. In walks a big bear named Angus. Oh. And he's literally a bear with a hat. And I love him so dearly. I love bears. Yeah. And he is the other gay guy in town. Okay. Now are they obviously together? They're obviously together. Oh wait, really? They are. Yeah, they live okay. together. They the like two gay people in town. They were like, "Do you and me, baby?" Might as well. Yeah, and Angus is—he's like soft-spoken, and he's very gentle, and he seems very loving and caring and responsible. And Gregus is just like manic pixie dream dog fox. So, real quick, would you say? Patrick and David. Ooh. If David, instead of being like really into self-care, was really into being like, I'm a teen punk rocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Same energy. Also, Patrick and David aren't just like our friends. We're talking about the TV show Shit's Creek. <laughs> so if you haven't watched Shit's Creek, that's what we're talking about. Dan Levy and his perfect, perfect boyfriend on that show. Yeah. They, they're a great yeah. couple. Yeah, that's fair. Because like Patrick is very like knowing and is patient and is like, let's take our time to think about things and be rational. And Greg's like, ah. <laughs> Let's throw light bulbs at each other. <laughs> He's very... And David does that metaphorically to himself. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. No, that's perfect. So they're like, all right, cool. And then in walks the goth queen herself, Beatrice. Ooh, I love goth queens. She is an alligator or crocodile. You know I can't tell which. She is big black makeup on. She mm. has like all black on. She has a permanent cigarette in her mouth that is constantly lit. Even if she's inside, that's the kind of bitch she is. I love her already. And she hates May. Why does she so hate May? We'll get there. But she is basically she a hate- poser. No. <laughs> this isn't like a complicated Avril Lavigne situation. Okay. It's fine, but she hates May. All right. And she's like, oh, what are you doing here? I fucking hate you. And May's like, oh my God, it's B, my best friend from growing up. Oh. And B's like, I'm going to murder you. I already know what happened. <laughs> you know these bitches got into some shit. Oh yeah, we got some Regina George and um, stuff going on where it's like, used to be best friends and now we hate each other. <laughs> That's definitely what happened, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you immediately jump into a Guitar Hero segment. And you are very bad. And if you're bad enough, they eventually kind of give up and they're like, you know what? Just just stop. You were right. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And even if you miss like a couple and it was totally fine. Otherwise, Andrea, they still will give you shit about it. (laughs) They're still going to say like, yeah, you suck. Yeah. They're like, wow, you really don't know what you're doing. (laughs) But you will just be like, you're a stupid cunt. Like (laughs) she'll take any excuse to yell at you. And Greg will be like, hey, we should practice more. (laughs) You are very bad at this. Which is, it's sweet though, because you get to like, all hang out, have a good moment. It's very, like, East Coast-inspired pop punk, too. Like, that also felt authentic. Because, like, you get a couple, like, eh, we're angsty animators putting together. Like, you will get a fire soundtrack. Like, (laughs) you don't just look like this. Like, I get it. You can't see me. I have my ears stretched. I have my fucking sleeve tattoos. I obviously look like I went through this, too. (laughs) So I know. I can make this call. I said I love my goth queens. Look at me. (laughs) Yeah, I've earned it. Like, my ears will never go back to normal. No. Because I... No matter how much you might want them to. Because I felt so strongly for this. So after band practice, they all do the teenage 20-year-old thing and they go get pizza. Oh, I thought you were going to say piercings. <laughs> they don't have a piercer in this town. That's just, <laughs> you get like a really hot um, safety pin. That's right. And an ice cube. Yeah. You've seen my belly button scar. <laughs> Come on now. Again. I can say this because I earned it through the culture. <laughs> Basically, May is like, man, that was really cool. And B is like, I hate you so goddamn much. I can't even express how much I hate you right now. 
But you know what? Also, like, good for her for being so honest about how she feels about this person. That's true. B is anything if not fake. She's, like, not, like, she's authentic as shit. Because, like, we've all had, like, been in somebody's presence who, like, hates you that never tells you that they've hated you. Oh, totally. You know? And then you find out otherwise. And you're just like, wait, you, why do you? I thought we were cool. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, great. So May also takes this opportunity to be like, hey, I saw a missing person flyer for Casey that person a couple years younger than us, what happened? And they're all just like, Casey's gone. And she's like, yeah, what happened? And they're like, no one knows. That's wild. Yeah, which is like, you'd think there'd at least be some gossip. Rumors, being, something, yeah, you being know. like, oh yeah, Casey like stole a cop car and flood the scene Especially or amongst the people that haven't left town. They're all, all they do is fucking gossip. Yeah, right? And, they have nothing else to do. they have nothing on this case. Totally. Which is probably the most interesting thing that's ever happened in the town. Yeah, right? <laughs> ever. So while they're talking, she's like, God damn it, none of one has anything fun to do. Uh, we find out that Beatrice, aka B, works at the old pickaxe. The old pickaxe. Yeah, which is like an East Hardware okay. situation. And that Angus works at the video outpost too. Okay, so he, the, this place became relevant. And he also doesn't understand the grammar there. Oh. He's like, I got nothing for you to be real, <laughs> but it's not a bad job. Um, May's like, that's cool. So I have friends that work in cool places. Cool right. shit. So they leave. Pizza party's over. They go outside. You know, they're 20. They're looking around. They're being curious. And what do they find? A dead body? An arm. An arm. Just an arm. Just an arm. Just an arm. Just an arm. Honestly, it'd be less weird to find a dead body. Yeah. We don't know what the rest of it is. So like, you were 10% right. <laughs> they find a dismembered arm and all four of them are like, it's the middle of the day. It's like 3.30 p.m. Oh, this isn't even like a night pizza. No. This was a lunch pizza. Yeah, this was a lunch pizza. Oh my god. Like, fucking Greg still has to go back to Snack Falcon. Like, they gotta get their shit together. It's like 3.30. And they just found an... Where was the arm? It was right in front of the diner where they were having pizza. And they're the people that ended up finding it? Yeah. So somebody just deposited an arm in the hopes that this group finds it. It's like on the sidewalk. So it's like, you stand outside, it's like right there. Is it bloody? Yeah. Okay. It's not decomposed. It's just chilling. This is a fresh ass arm. It's, a, it's not bleeding, but it's like chilling. Being 20, they're like, May, you should poke it with a stick. And she's like, obviously I should poke it with a stick. Well, yeah, that's what, your first instinct. And then you play a mini game where you poke it with a stick. you poke it with a stick? No. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to poke it a certain amount of times to trigger the next scene. So you're really just going after this arm. It's a clicking simulator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how you've always wanted to... Poke an arm with a stick in a video game? I mean, I guess. Live your truth, man. The scene is cut by Aunt Molly, who is the town cop. There's one cop, it's a cat, and it's May's aunt, and she calls her Aunt Mall Cop. Aunt Mall Cop? Yeah. I like that. Because <laughs> she's like, fuck the man, and, and she's Aunt Molly's like, I'm a whole ass I am the cop. man. <laughs> I'm the only cop in town. <laughs> Why are you an asshole? We don't even have a mall. And she's like, whatever, Aunt Mall Cop. Like, May's an asshole. I love her. And if this sounds a little ridiculous to have only one cop, the town that I worked in with 1,200 people had only two. So, really? Yeah, genuinely. They only had two cops. I love that you have context for small towns, because I clearly do not. Yeah. So this is not that absurd that this town would only have one actual police officer. Because, yeah, in the town with two, there was only one that was ever on, like, duty and then his boss, basically. That's so weird. Yeah. 
You can only make, commit crimes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that kid was like four years out of high school. He was young. <laughs> he, was, he was these kids' age. Aunt Molly, Aunt Molly Cop's definitely like a grown-ass bitch. Okay. Aunt Molly's like, hey, I see you found this arm. I have to investigate. Can you guys pair off and like not go alone right now? Because there's arms like floating around. Just, oh my God. Yeah. So Angus is going to take Greg back and B is like, I'll take May home. It's whatever. Oh, but hey, she at least agreed to it. Yeah, and she volunteered in all fairness. May didn't ask. So B is driving May back and May is like, so are your parents like training you to take over the store? And B is like, that's not funny. And May is oh, like, no. what do you, I mean, it's your parents' shop, Blake, and you're working there. Are you training to take over so they can retire? And she's like, all right, you can go fuck yourself. Get out of my car. Oh, shit. Yeah. So something's happened in this girl's life and May has no idea. Yeah. She has not kept up in touch. I can relate to this one in a big way. You know, I love this game because of how hard it hits me, and it's weirdly hitting you more. Yeah. No, I there, this one was, was really bad where I, I kind of teased a friend because he didn't have as many kids as the rest of our friends, and it turned out that his son had passed away like <gasps> three months after birth, and I didn't even know that they were pregnant at any point, so oh. I, I knew nothing about this, and I was kind of caught completely off guard about it, so oh. I I totally relate to whatever the hell's about to happen in this situation. Because <laughs> you know it's something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's take you down this terrible rabbit hole. <laughs> let's keep going. So May is like crazy day. She talks to her dad. She's like, it's weird being back. And he's like, I bet I never left. I work at the Ham Panther now. <laughs> he sees literally the entire town. Yeah. And her mom works at the church for what it's worth. She's not, like, super religious, though. She's not, like, oppressive or weird about it. I think she's just, like... It's one of those cool churches. I think she just likes to wear sweaters and work in quiet places. Okay, that's you know, fair. Like, she'd be a librarian. I was gonna say, there's no library in town, probably. Yeah, maybe, like, a file clerk kind of sitch. Like, okay. you know, she's just, like, a soft woman who probably gives really good hugs. You know, like, when you get, like, an, not to be weird about it, an older lady that's, like, thicker and mm-hmm. just soft-bodied, and she has... They, they always have those dope-ass sweaters, and oh, they yeah. smell warm. Oh, yeah. Best hugs in the world. Wonderful hugs. Seems like May's mom. Okay. So May is like, all right, cool first day. Shit's weird. She opens up her laptop so she can like escape into the internet and her laptop completely crashes. Like Ugh. she downloaded some weird shit. Too much porn. Yeah, so much porn. Um, Cat porn. But she manages to get a message out to Angus and she's like, hey, are you good with tech stuff? Because she knows May and Greg are dumbasses with right. shit like this. And Angus is like, yeah, probably. What's up? She goes, my laptop's dead. He's like, bring it by tomorrow. I'll see what I can do. Because after even just barely meeting this girl, he's the sweetest, like, uncle-ass man who's right. like, I'll take care of you, kiddo. That's the big bear, right? Yeah, we yeah. love our big bear. She's like, cool, so tomorrow I got this. Now, is that like a metaphor, him being the big bear, too? It feels a little easy. Yeah. But I like it for him. Is he the only bear in town? His family is there. I don't know if we see... We probably see some other bears in, like, large group shots, Backgrounds. but there's no primary bear characters. Okay. Characters. That's good. Like that. <laughs> Thank you. So... May is like, all right, let's get my laptop fixed. And once you get your laptop fixed, you can play a mini game inside of the game. Oh, good. That's like a Zelda dungeon hunter situation. Oh, like a whole ass game in there. Yeah, there's a whole program game. Yeah. So you can like dead ass like play a whole ass game inside the game. That's really cool. Yeah. You can also chat with your friends with like an instant messenger situation, which is kind of cool to like engage and unlock more story. So they substituted like action for these kinds of games. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. I get what you're saying. Which is kind of fun. It is. No, it's a really unique way to keep the gamer like entertained throughout the game while also telling your story because otherwise you're just running around talking to people. Yeah. So it's like, well, here's the thing. Here, you can fight a dragon yeah. for like five minutes and then get back to your shit. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of like in Before the Storm when you get to play Dungeons and Dragons as yeah. Chloe. And that was actually the first time I'd ever played anything like Dungeons and Dragons. And I thought like, wait, this was really fucking cool in like... <laughs> Life is strange, and now you're sitting here next to my entire Dungeons and Dragons setup. You're so. in a two-year campaign now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. That was, I think, my first touch point in Dungeons and Dragons, too. That's really cool. Yeah. Good for Life is Strange for bringing that out to people. They really did. Because so, they made it seem easy and accessible. Totally. So here is where the game starts to split off and you can kind of do your own bridged narratives. And you can spend your day with either Greg or B, your two best friends. Question mark on B. So does, is that where the middle that you were saying can change based on what choices you make? Yes. All right. So your day will go differently based on which choice you make. Yep. Entirely. All right. Now, when you say your day will go differently, will you go down an entirely different storyline or? You get to learn more about each character. Okay. Um, but you can only pick one story to follow. You can pick Greg's story or you can pick B's story, but you can't play both. So you really can structure what the big second act of your game is based on like mm-hmm. who you want to learn more about, which is kind of fun. All right. I'm going to do Greg first since we already started talking about him. So he's super manic. He's super wonderful. Like we love Greg. And his whole deal is like, fuck the man. Right. <laughs> Let's be as punk rock as possible. A cab. Yeah. Um, so if you hang out with him on, there's three days where you get to kind of pick your own narrative. On day one, if you hang out with Greg, you go to steal an animatronic. An animatronic? Where the hell is there an animatronic in this town? It's very like Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Um, so you actually break into the old food donkey. The old food donkey? Yeah, and there's a bunch of punks hanging out in the food donkey. Of course there are. And you can just go in and like kind of, you have a handshake deal one of the punks mm-hmm. that will sneak you one of the animatronics that they closed up after the food donkey shut down. So is it a, like a donkey animatronic? You can pick from one of three. I think it's a oh. cat, a bear, and a bunny. Ooh, I would pick the bunny. I totally picked the bunny. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Which is great. And you also have to hit this rhythm game really well to get the animatronic, like, up the stairs and back out to Greg's shitty apartment. Oh, okay. Which is awesome. I love rhythm games. I'm starting to be tempted to play this game now that I'm hearing, like, all the different little things about it. You might enjoy It's slower than, like, I mean, you. I've seen you play Guitar Hero on, like, the hardest setting and get an S or an A or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I know this will be below your caliber. <laughs> but, hey, I'll do well. Yeah. <laughs> you won't <laughs> fuck it up. Yeah. Like, I did playing bass. Um, <laughs> so, you still an animatronic and you just kind of sit it in Greg's living room. So there's this like dead animatronic. Which I totally fucking get. I've done this shit. Like I didn't steal an animatronic but there was a Fazoli's in my town. A Fazoli's for those not familiar is it's a fast food Italian restaurant and they threw out their big sign that like is up above their building and I saw it by the dumpster so I stole it and I kept it in my basement in my parents house for the next five years. Like this is just small town dumb shit you do. This is funny as hell. Can I give you the big town version of that? Yeah. Tell me why we have a full life-size Tetramino set of all the Tetra Tetris blocks in our house. Oh, too. can we finally tell that story? On the Tetris episode. On the Tetris episode? Yep. Okay. You gotta meet me there because I don't know how my NDAs are. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, we do have an, a full Tetramino set from Tetris. Like, And, and when we say from Tetris, it's from the company from Tetris. From the company Tetris, there are... 
six of these sets in the world. They exist at GameStop headquarters, Nintendo headquarters, Tetris headquarters. They have a couple for trade shows and then inside of our house living room. So it's a weird story how we came about them, but you know, we have them. And it was a fun surprise once (laughs) where you said, honey... Would you like to tell me something? I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I would like to ignore this. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, but I get it. You know? Yeah. There's small and big town versions of things. When you have a thing you're not supposed to have, it's funny. Mm-hmm. So there's this anime. And I kind of feel bad because this is just on Angus's couch when he gets home from working a long day at the video outpost too. He's out here fixing laptops. He's fucking selling DVDs. Mm-hmm. They do have like a porn room. So obviously it's a functioning business in a small town. Okay. And he comes home. With and a little he... curtain window. Yeah, no, it has um, like the beaded curtain. The beaded curtain window. Hell yeah. That's yeah. great. If you kind of blow on it, you can look through it. <laughs> if someone <laughs> I mean, walks she's by over really fast. 18. Should she go in there? I just remember them from when I was seven. Oh, well, you're talking about like when your experience. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Someone walks by fast enough, you're like, I saw a titty. Oh, yeah. There's a titty. You hang out looking at a video that's just near it. Like you're, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that you're like, right. oh, fucking Notting Hill. Is that good? Oh, I saw a butt. <laughs> I saw a butt. Yeah. Bless Angus for his patience dating Greg. Mm-hmm. If you go day two with Greg, you get to go to an old car because you're like, we're going to steal the battery for my animatronic. Okay. <laughs> to make it alive. And then we get to beat the shit out of this old car. So they literally go and the minigame is just beating the shit out of an old car with a baseball bat. Done that. Really? Oh, yeah. That's an advanced move. I haven't done that. We did that one for a fundraiser in high school, actually. That's a cool fundraiser. During uh, Homecoming and we painted the car up in the opposing school's colors. And then people paid $5 to take a baseball bat to it and beat it up like three times and stuff. It was pretty fun. It's creative. I'll give you that. It was. I had a junkyard donate the car to us and stuff. It It was good. Fun. So the last day, if you hang out with Greg, day three, you basically just go into the woods and stab each other. Oh. And I'm not joking. stab each other? Is this like the uh, Michael Jackson bad video where it's two guys tied up and they're doing a duel? No. No? It's sadder. Oh. It's just two people holding knives, little tiny like pocket knives, Mm -hmm. just kind of poking each other in the hand and moving their hands. Oh, just in the hands? Yeah. It's like bloody knuckles, like advanced style. Yeah. Oof. A dueling bloody knuckles. Oh my God. Yeah. This is just what they do for fun. Or like Red Dead Redemption 2 with the five finger filet thing that they do. Yeah. Oh. But it's bad. They're Why not... is that a mini game? I don't know. I didn't grow up in a small town. This confuses me. Yeah. This is something I. That's I, some next level That's some next level shit. stuff. I don't know that one. <laughs> Greg's just really into crimes. That's some depression shit. I don't know. It is depressing shit. Yeah. So. Let's talk about that. So Greg, this is kind of where there's some ADD and ADHD alluded. His parents, when he was younger, basically were like, we can't handle you anymore. You're Mm. too much for us. And he's like, I'm a kid. And they're like, we dead ass can't take care of you right now. So they send him to live with his uncle on a farm. His uncle is a farmer. Is he a dog? Yeah, he is a dog, isn't he? He is a dog. Jesus. He's like a dog or a fox. It kind of. Yeah, but still just sending like just the whole idea of like sending this dog off to a farm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I, like immediately what I thought. I'm thinking he's a dog now because his uncle was a sheep farmer, so like a, sh- a dog herding sheep. Okay, make yeah, sense. totally. So one day he kind of has like a weird moment and he releases all the sheep in his uncle's farm, and they just run down this little valley and into an active freeway. Oh my god! Yeah, they all just kind of 
sheep kamikaze themselves and he says like one gets loose and like lives but the rest just go off and kill themselves and it's just he was reckless for a moment these sheep that were like pent up took advantage of it and just fucking raced out of there only one of them made it the rest are completely gone kind of fucked up his career as being a farmer and he's like harboring the guilt of like i was sent here because i was too much for my parents to handle and then i killed my uncle's entire business yeah holy shit yeah so greg's got a lot on him you know he's like he's having a rough time it's it's like the exact opposite of Silence of the Lambs, where she saves one and gets out of there, but uh, instead it's uh, fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. damn. Yeah. So you know he's he's got some heavy shit, and also he's the only gay person in town aside from his boyfriend. Yeah. That can't be easy. He lives in a shitty apartment with Angus, and he's just like, I Angus and I need to get out of here. There's mm-hmm. no future for us here. Yeah, definitely. This is terrible. Just he's, get out. And he's like, I get why the sheep ran. I would do the same fucking thing. Like, just even to the like closest big city. Philly, not Philly. even big city, just large town. Not even, not even Philly, <laughs> just Scranton. Yeah, get to Harrisburg. Just get to Scranton, even. When my dad left Bloomsburg, he ended up in Harrisburg. In that Harrisburg. Was, that was his first big city move, and then he moved to San Francisco during the height of the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. So. <laughs> because your dad's probably the Zodiac. Killer. I've asked him, and he said probably not. He said probably not. Yeah, it was a text, so it's legal. <laughs> so, you know, Greg is just, he's trapped by his surroundings. He's working on himself. He loves Angus for being the patient that he is. At every turn, he's talking about how much he loves Angus. Mm-hmm. And they are so sweet together and you get why Angus like wants to protect him and loves him so much and you get why Greg appreciates and loves Angus so much too. Like Because everybody else has abandoned him. Yeah. It's so sweet. Oh, I love them. It's great that he's able to still find love. Oh, God bless the fact that there was one other queer person and it was someone that he fell in love with. Outside of that, just like, even if he was straight gay anything, it's like the fact that he's been thrown to the side by like everybody that's supposed to love him. Mm. And for a lot of people, they don't think love exists after that, you know? True. And so for him to be able to find Angus and know that love can exist still is really cool. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. Greg is wonderful. Mm. Like, you do genuinely have like... Oh, it's just my small town fun. He's he's got puppy dog energy. Like he's got the Mister Butterscotch. I was gonna say Mister. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Uh, he's wonderful. So he's Mr. like Mister Peanut Butter. Mister Peanut Butter. He's <laughs> Butterscotch's uh, Sugarman is Bojack's dad. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> it's like I know there's a Butterscotch. Don't test me. Yeah, Mister Peanut Butter. That's what I was thinking. My of, other though. anthropomorphic <laughs> content that I love. Yeah. But yeah, so Greg's like, we gotta get out of here. I love Angus. Let's go. And May is like, damn, I just got back to town. Mm. I guess the Snack Falcon will be hiring you fuck don't leave me here please oh that's greg now if we go into b i took the b route my first playthrough because there's something traumatic about female friendships that i just wanted to relive for some masochistic reason i mean in knowing you i get it You, you had a best friend that you were best friends with growing up. Then you had a couple of years where you guys didn't speak at all. And then you guys are best friends today again. Yeah, so. and I would take a bullet for Alana. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> That's, yeah. And uh, I, I feel like this is going to be a very similar story. Totally. So B, again, goth queen. She's a crocodile. She works at the old pickaxe, which was her parents' shop. Senior year of high school, B's mom died. Oh, May knew this. They all went to the same high school. Ooh. That's why B hates May. Because she forgot. Yeah. How could you forget my mom died our senior year of high school? But she hated her before that. She was grouchy at May. And we'll also get into that too. So that's kind of the big backstory on B. After her mom died two years ago, she and her dad basically lost everything paying to bury their mom. Mm. Like they lost the house. They had a normal house. Now they live in kind of a shitty apartment. 
her dad basically lost his mind and was like, I can't go into work ever. So B had to take over the store. B couldn't go to college. B had to just immediately jump into work for her dad. Her dad stays at home all day watching TV. Mm. Everything is still under her dad's name. So even though she's bringing in the money, she's doing everything. He's paying the bills. Everything is still under his control. So like she is in charge of her life, but she has no control of her own life. Yeah. Oof. And on her end, her best friend went to college pissed it away and came home with zero consequences and she has had to grow up so fast yeah i can see why she's pissed there's some bitterness there. yeah some resentment which you know everybody has their own situations in life you can't blame somebody for what they have but you can be resentful for them pissing it away i get that yeah it's hard to hang out with b on day one you guys go to the mall together. And it's very much like with Greg, he's like, let's do this. And May's like, shit, yeah, let's do this. And with B, she's like, I'm doing a thing. If you want to get in the car, you fucking can. But I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, she doesn't say that verbatim, but that's the vibe. I like it. Oh, I love her. So she's like, I have to go to the mall. And May is trying to make her smile. And she's like, remember when we were BB and May Day? And she's like, no, I fucking don't. Like, <laughs> totally forgot. She hates her. Like, I never think of those days these days. Yeah. So May is like... I need this bitch to love me again because this is my best friend. Yeah. Come on, girl. Especially if I'm going to be back in town again. Yeah. So May is like, let's go into this like hot topic store and she steals a belt. Like she's just trying to be like rambunctious as a child and B makes her give it back. She's like, you're being a dumb piece of shit. She's like, like I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a child. I know I dress like this. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm not actually trying to like overtake the corporations. But you actually do end with like this really sweet moment where in the food court, May somehow gets a hold of the fountain controls oh. and starts spraying people with water from like the, the mall fountain. Okay, that's pretty great. And B is sitting there dying of laughter. She's like, Can't even be mad about she's it. like, I kind of just want to have a pretzel. And then May's over here like squirt gunning fucking teenagers on dates <laughs> and shit. She's like, what is wrong with you? It is the only time in the game where B smiles, Aww. which is so wonderful. A and crocodile you, smile. Yeah, but you do get that BFF vibe of like, oh, the love is still there. Yeah. They still really enjoy each other's company, even if B is like, fuck you. That's cute. On the second day, B is at work and May is like, let's do shit. And B is like, I have a house call, so I'm going to go do that. If you want to like hold the light, I guess. I don't fucking, I'm not paying you to be clear. And May is like, yeah. let's fucking do it. I'm down to hang out. Because, you know, and when you do move back home after being away and you have nothing to do, you're like, I'll go to Target with you. Totally. Let's go to Target all the time. I have nothing else to do. Truly nothing. I am dwindling money, but I will go with you. Mm -hmm. Please don't ask me to pay for anything. Right. I have no income. So they go to, on this like house assignment because like B works at the hardware store. She comes in and fixes things occasionally. And she gets locked in this person's basement. Wait, like on purpose? Kind of. It's an older person, so I think they for the story is kind of that they forgot. Okay, so it's not like this person was a serial killer. No. So are we dealing with a lot of serial killers in this podcast? That's true. So like we've, it's not heavy rain. I was gonna say we've had a couple times this season alone where somebody gets locked in a basement and it doesn't turn out well. And it's a different killer than from what we thought it was. Yeah. Like so, I want to remind you, we still there's a missing child and a dismembered arm that was floating around. Right. Like, this isn't a perfect town. No, but that's why I'm getting nervous about being locked in a basement. But B and May are fine. All right, so this this is a an okay situation of being locked in the basement. Yeah. And on day three, which is kind of the roughest day, 
B is like, I have to go grocery shopping. I'm going to make dinner. And May's like, sounds like a fucking party. Right. Um. So you help, as May, you help B pick out some groceries for dinner. Then B cooks dinner for you and her dad and May. Mm-hmm. And if you get the right ingredients, B's dad is like, this is pretty good. And if it's not, he kind of just bitches about it. Oh, really? He's like, it could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> like, because he's kind of a piece of shit, right? Yeah. And while they're sitting there, B is like, hey, I just want to remind you the bills are due on Tuesday. And he's like, I know they're under my name. I fucking pay everything. I take care of everything in here. You're so ungrateful. Fuck you. Like, kind of. He's he's power tripping really, really, really oh, fucking he's hard. Just a jerk. Yeah. And B kind of runs away to her room. She, and she's like smoking. Like, there's a cigarette in her mouth in basically every screen right. of this movie. Or a movie, basically. Game. So May follows B into her room, and her room is kind of just a mattress on the floor, mm. which is so depressing. And then there's boxes of her shit, and like, it's a shitty apartment. Yeah. And May kind of alludes to like, damn, B had a nice house before her mom died, and like, everything was really great. And May is talking to her, and she's like, you can't let him talk to you like that. Like, fuck that. Like, you could dip and like make him deal with all his shit. And B's like, that's not how shit works in the real world. Yeah. You have to understand that you can't just say, fuck the man at every turn. I'm not that privileged. This is all I have. I truly don't have anything in my name. I can't go to college. I can't go to a different town. Like, what the right. fuck? Like, shut up, May. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't have options. Yeah, but May really checks her and is like, no, man, like, but it's basic respect. You can't do that. And B's like, I get that. It sucks. It's still my fucking dad, dude. We're all we got. My mom's dead. Yeah. Which is like, it's such a real moment of like the two halves of you being like, I'm logically saying that's so mean, but I'm also logically saying you can't do anything about it. Which sucks because you would think that the dad would feel the same way and he just doesn't. So it's it's hard when you're like, he's not treating you the way that you're treating him. Yeah. You know, totally. it's, it's like a relationship still. While you're talking and it just, it's so hard because you, as May, you can't not kind of put your foot in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And while they're talking, they also find out that one of the employees at the hardware store used to kind of creep on B when she was younger. Ooh. Yeah, but he's the only handyman in town, so she can't fire him. He's the handyman in town? He's like the one handyman in town, so obviously he works out of the pickaxe, the oh. hardware store. And B can't do anything about it. She's like, yeah, he was a creep, but like... He's the this, only guy in town that can do this. Yeah, she's like, May, this is real life. I don't have the resources just pouring out of my ass to fix my shit. It's oh, just so sad. That's, that's so frustrating. So those are your hangouts with your friends. Right. Um, <laughs> real uplifting moments. Yeah. There's also another hangout you can unlock with Angus, where you go with Angus and go stargazing and look at the constellations. That sounds lovely. You find out that Angus's parents used to beat the shit out of him. Oh. And his mom would throw him in a pantry and just lock the pantry for, like, days. Days. Yeah, and he tried to turn to religion, and he felt like religion didn't accept him. Fair. And he's like, so now I'm an atheist. Although stars are cool. <laughs> they don't let you down. Yeah, and then I think that's also why he's so, like, Greg has energy, Greg is alive, Greg won't leave me alone. Like, mm. I am drawn to that person feeling safe with me. And he feels the same, like, sense of comfort in that he's been rejected the same ways. Totally. Totally. It was yeah. just so heartbreaking because it's like, no, Angus is the one like perfect person in this. He's so sweet and kind and oh. It's like they're both broken, but then they were able to be put back together into something new. They're so cute together. Yeah. Ugh, it's wonderful. So those are all your friends. <laughs> it's a mess. Harfest comes around and May dresses up as the witch dagger. What's the witch dagger? It's, she's got a cloak and a pointy hat. 
Okay. Yeah, it's nothing too crazy, but cloaks and pointy hats doesn't sound. Oh, I'm so sorry. She's a cat, so it's not weird. Oh. Uh, it's like a wizard hat and like a red cape. Okay. And she kind of just runs around saying witch dagger. <laughs> we don't really know what it means. Okay, at least it's not KKK. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just witch dagger. All right. So she goes down to town square, and there's a couple mini games you can play, and B is like, "All right, I gotta go back to the shop." Because, like, I don't know, late night sale on pickaxe shit. Yeah, it probably has to close up. Yeah. And then Angus and Greg are like, all right, we're going off for date night. So May's like, cool, forever alone. I'll hang out here. And she is kind of hanging out in town square by herself, being a witch dagger. And out of the corner of her eye, she sees a kid. And then the kid is snatched (gasps) by a shadowy figure. Wait, really? Who hops over a fence and off away into the woods. She's not imagining this? No, this is dead-ass real happening. She just watched a kid get kidnapped. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And she's like, what the fuck? So, bad stuff. No. Town's getting creepy again. This town has way too much going on for such a small town. Like, as soon as you invest in the emotional story of it all and, like, the very human relations about friendship and how abuse is, like, something that really traumatically ripples into every part of your personality. Yeah, it just feels like real-life simulator for a minute. And then you remember there's like an active kidnapper or something going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, so what the ne- happened? So the next day she talks to Aunt Malkop. Wait, she waits a day? Well, it's like already really late at night. All right. It's the hard fest. Everything's like crazy and chaotic. Yeah. So the next day she is talking to Aunt Malkop and she's like, hey, someone got snatched or whatever. And Mal- uh, Aunt Malkop is like. she April Ludgate about it? Like- a little, yeah. <laughs> Very same energy. But. Her aunt is like, there's no way that would have happened. Like, you can't physically hold someone and jump over a fence. And she was like, we're cats. We can do that. But yeah. And she's like, I know what I saw. And we as the players see it too. So we're like, no, something happened. We know what we saw. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Anyway, we put all that aside. And B and May go to a college party. Oh, just... Because, you know, they're still 20. I mean, what what else can you do, really? Right. So B's like, I'm going to a thing. May's like, me too. And B's like, fucking, I guess, whatever. It's a college party? Yes. It, not the college that she just escaped from? No. Okay. It's 90 minutes away. 90 so minutes. You want to talk some small town culture? Driving an hour and a half to the party. I have done this. That's I have dumb. gone to Ball State University 90 <laughs> minutes away Ball. to go to the college party. Believe me, I have done Gross. this exact thing. Terrible. It was a terrible party. But when you're 20, you do stupid things. Yeah. Uh, no, I was 17, 18, but still. I get it's it. basically 20. Yeah. I've gone to the lake. There you go. I've gone to these... At 20, I went to the lake cottages. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever your Same fucking is. thing. So, B gets there, and she's like, cool, I'm just gonna fucking be a kid for like a minute. You know mm-hmm. what? I'm gonna be 20. I'm gonna be 20 right now. Fuck it. She knows how to college party. Oh, best believe she's a townie girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's fine. May is like, oh, a party. Cool. I'm going to go talk to everyone. And she starts dancing with this girl. And she's flirting with this cutie and stuff. And she's getting drunk. And it's bad because she is bad at drinking. Oh, no. So (laughs) Bee's talking to all these people. And she's kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. And May joins the circle. And this one guy is like, 
I don't know why people go to college to make money. It's so selfish and blah, blah, blah. And May's like, what the fuck are you talking about, you loser? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, he's a poli-sci major. Okay. So May's like, you're a dumbass. Like, fuck you. I don't want to talk to you. And B's like, huh, can you fucking... May, why don't you go get some drinks? Go get a pizza. You should go wash your hands. Like, get the fuck away from me. anything else. Yeah, she's trying... But she's doing it while she's laughing. So it's that, like, murder stare that girls do when Mm -hmm. they're like, you need to leave me alone. And and May doesn't get it. Right. So she's like, shut up, B. You don't even go to college and they're like you oh. you don't even not go here you don't go anywhere was and there like a record skip basically oh. and b is like so mortified and may keeps running her mouth and b eventually just is like fuck this and like dips out the party and is like he's a bad friend may is a bad friend and b is like outside on a park bench like chain smoke crying because mm-hmm. she's just like jesus christ she I already have... chain smokes yeah and she's like i've wanted to be everything you have Because you got to leave. You got to go to college. You got to dick around. You got to decide it wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten to make a single fucking decision for myself ever. And May's like, oh, damn. Oh, is that what you're mad about? Oh, shit. Yeah, May doesn't take much time for self-reflection, does she? No, she, like, doesn't understand. And then B is just like, May, you have made it impossible for me to be your friend. Because at every turn, you defy everything that has stood in front of me as an obstacle. Yeah. Little fucking cheese face. And May's like, oh, damn. Oh, I have been shit. You know, when you're 20, you're not a good person. Yeah. No 20-year-old is, like, a cool person to be around. Every 20-year-old sucks. Pretty much. And, you know, in May's defense, she kind of didn't get that that's what was happening. Yeah. So let's talk about May before we get into kind of, like, back half, like, the last third of the game. All right. So, yeah, we... For being the main character, I feel like I don't know her too well yet. Yeah. So May comes from Possum Springs, obviously. Her parents work in town. She's a Possum Springs towny girl. When she is the first person in her family to go to college. Oh. So a little added pressure there. Yeah. When she was 14, they were playing softball or baseball, whichever one you play when you're that young. And it's co-ed. And she had a dissociative episode where people stopped being people. They stopped being alive. She just saw shapes. And she felt like the entire world around her started going away and not becoming real. So she took her baseball bat that was in her hands and she beat the shit out of a kid. What? Just to see if there was any reaction or if anything was real. That's how away she was. Jesus. Yeah. That's wild. It's almost like she saw the Matrix. Yeah. Like Like she tapped out. Reality broke her yeah god damn yeah reality found out she's in a video game (laughs) (laughs) plot twist they're all shapes yeah they're all programmed they're all polygons guys yeah don't tell her that oh no so she freaked out freaked out so it wasn't even like an acid trip she's a a kid she's 14 yeah and she had this like trippy ass experience yeah just this fully dissociative episode i think like just losing touch of everything scared the shit out of her and of course she like the whole town fucking knows and like people have said like stay away from my kids and like oh don't talk to her she gets a reputation she almost killed a kid almost you know yeah and like presumably in front of a crowd of people yeah yeah it wasn't private yeah <laughs> this was in the middle a of a baseball game. game yeah in the middle of a game oh my goodness and like small towns talk Yep. You have no idea. Again, I'm going to go back to this little small town of 1200. <laughs> yeah. By day three, I'm not joking. Everybody in town knew who I was. That's terrifying. That's it my hell. It was so fucking scary. Like you walk in like Johnny Rose into Schitt's Creek. Like. Yeah. People knew who I was after about three days of me working there. It was so creepy. Yeah, that's horrifying that's everything i hate in everything <laughs> i want nothing to do with that and so yeah these small towns they talk oh yeah so if there is one kid that definitely almost beat another kid to death 
that story's never going away. <laughs> yeah, and people are still calling her killer. Like, there's one kid in town, um, Germ, who's a bird, who literally will be like, what's up, killer? And she's Aww. like, don't call me that. I didn't kill anybody. You wanted me to prove you're right? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, motherfucker. So May has has some dissociative episodes in addition to like anxiety and depression and just kind of the general way you do when you're 20 and everything is terrible and you live in a small town and you drop out of college and the entire world is falling apart around Mm -hmm. you. So she's had a rough go at it. All her friends have had pretty rough uh, upbringings that have just stood in front of them growing the way they wish they could. You know? Yeah. It's hard. So Small towns are hard. Small towns are fucking hard. So that's what's up with May. Okay. And her friends know this about her. And, you well, know, yeah, obviously. And it probably contributes to why she really didn't calculate that B's mom was gone. Because sometimes she doesn't connect with reality the way she you're supposed to. She dissociates, yeah. Yeah, like, she hears the narrative, it doesn't always stick, which is so sad. I love her. You, I want to protect her. You do, I can tell. I love her and I love B very much. <laughs> Like, they're very precious to me. Now, pausing this game just for a moment. Who do you love more as a friendship? May and B, or Chloe and... Ooh, either of Chloe's friendships. Rachel, Amber, and Chloe. Every goddamn day. Are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? Oh, yeah. It's like your favorite friendship. Yeah, I'll send you a Tumblr that has a lot of art that I'm very into. Oh, oh my God. I'm kidding. (laughs) It's hentai. So, what we get into next... I will link it. We want to kind of figure out what's going on in the woods, mm-hmm. right? Because all these kids keep missing. Everything's falling apart. So May's like, family meeting. I think there's ghosts in the woods. Ghosts. And the gang is like, May, you know how you don't know what's real sometimes? Fair. <laughs> and you know how we're not the Ghostbusters? We're just a couple shitheads from town? We're not even the Stranger Things kids. No, we're all 20. Yeah. <laughs> we admit that we're 20, bitch. <laughs> we have one car for the four of us and his B's dad's car. Oh, and she's like, like and I got Wayne's World and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're more Wayne's World than they are Stranger Things entirely, which I love. Like, it's so punk rock. So May's like, no, nah, it's ghosts, so let's go investigate. So we cut to them in the woods. <laughs> So this is that night in the woods, I guess. Yeah, she like really does convince them, like, let's go find the ghost. And they're like, she's going to do this with or without us. And what the fuck else are we doing? Okay, fair. So they're going through the woods mm-hmm. and they get to the top of a hill and they look down the hill and they see some people. Some people? Some people. More than one? They see a bunch of cloaked figures. Are they dressed up as Dagger Cat? No, they are not Witch Dagger. Witch, just, witch Dagger? Sorry. And they are not white robes. There's not the KKK because, again, these are animals. They okay. are much more sophisticated. They don't believe in racism. Okay. And... Hey, did you see Zootopia? That whole thing is like a racism movie. True. Yeah. Fair. Didn't love it. I know, which is so weird. It's it's Everything about it should have been everything you love. Didn't have enough heart. I can't, I, it was hard for me to root for the cop. <laughs> That's so weird to me. <laughs> I love rabbits, though. I know, you love rabbits and you love feminism and you love equality and that's all that movie's about. You didn't really care for it. Shakira could have done better with this song. That song's a banger. I don't know what you're talking about. Which song is it? We've gotten off track. <laughs> so they're seeing all these cloaked figures and they're watching them and they realize the cloaked figure is going to sacrifice someone. So one Wait, of the... there's going to be a sacrifice? Yeah. And they're like, do it, do it. Is this it. a cult? Yes. Now there's cults? There's a woods cult. You love cults. I do love cults. I love this goddamn game. It makes me sad. It makes me happy. It makes me culty. It's fucking great. Like, I already have a million questions, so should I ask any of them now or just let the story happen? Um, no. Okay. So May is like, oh shit, 
and they're talking to the guy that's being sacrificed kind of like they know him. They're like, oh, shut up. It's fine. Just get over it. And the guy being sacrificed is like, I'm not into this. This seems terrible. And the cult is like, oh my God, get over it. You're being so annoying. Stop being so dramatic. Yeah, they're like kind of, <laughs> they're being a dick to this person that they're about to kill. And as they're like about to kill him, May gasps. Of course. And the entire cult turns around and oh, looks up the hill no. to see the group. And the group is like, oh damn, there's a cult mad at us and they've all seen us so they scatter and it's dark in the woods so they kind of just run and they get a little separated like you Mm -hmm. kind of follow may just down a hill yeah and you're running you're running you're running and no matter how fast and how far you run you hear a gunshot and then the screen goes black what the hell? And then based on if you played Greg more or if you played B more, you wake up as either Greg or B. As one of? Yeah. What? Yep. Is May dead? If you play more Greg, you end up as Greg. Greg wakes up on the couch of Greg's apartment and is like, ah, oh, damn, that shit was crazy. If you play more B, you wake up as B also at Greg's apartment like she didn't go home yet. Oh. And she's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. So basically what happened was... What happened May got shot at, but was not shot. Okay. But she does fall, and as soon as the gunshot goes off, all the cult kind of stops, and they run back into the woods. Oh, they all Because they're kind of like, oh, shit got too real. Someone shot. We want none of this. (laughs) So it's not like how Bojack's dad died in a duel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not like that. Where he didn't get shot. Yeah, it was like someone popped off a warning shot, and everyone went, that was too much. No, thank you. Okay. May doesn't get shot. The gang kind of heard the shot and they're like, oh no, we need to regroup. There's only a couple of us. There's only four. Let's get together. And they find May like pass out. They take her to the hospital and her parents are there and they're like, what the fuck? And she's like, shit's going crazy. And they're like, May's having an episode probably. And she's like, no, we fucking all saw that. And they're like, May, chill the fuck out. We'll deal with the ghosts later. <laughs> Let's just get the IV in you. Just stop saying ghosts. Yeah. Like, there was a cult, but stop saying ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so May gets out of the hospital and just goes to Greg's apartment. She like doesn't go home. And whichever one of your friends is your BFF, let's call it, whether it's Greg or B, you have a heart to heart. Okay. And with Greg, it's very like uplifting and you're like, fuck yeah, let's get out of here. And if you're with B, she's a little more realistic and she's like, ghosts aren't fucking real. Like, let's figure this shit out. Yeah. Everything kind of sucks. Like, she's not super uplifting. She's a lot more grounded in reality. Yeah, she's way more grounded in reality. And they all kind of hang out until the gang all falls asleep. Except for May, who's like, I'm not done with these motherfuckers. Yeah, she wants some answers. Let's go to the fucking woods. So May, who just was released from the hospital. Probably still concussed. Oh, definitely still concussed. Like, still has the fucking hole in her arm where yeah, the IV was. Yeah. <laughs> is like, let's fucking do this shit. So she wobbles her ass out to the woods. I'm just imagining her dragging behind like an IV drip. The like, whole fucking thing. thing. Behind her. I know it's not, but. <laughs> like still in her gown. and Yeah. She, like, the her o- tail hanging out. <laughs> the opening of... of 28 days later where he pops up and he's just kind of walking around with his IV drip. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets to the woods and her, the gang is there and they're like, you are the biggest dumbass. We are all here because we don't want you to be alone. Mm -hmm. But to be clear, we don't like you right now. We love you. We don't like you. We don't like you very much. Yeah. So they're cruising around the woods and they're like, let's figure this out. And they find one of those old mine shafts. Like again, this was like the rest belt. Like. Right. It's Pennsylvania, fucking coal and stuff. It's a coal town like uh, Scranton, the electric city. <laughs> yeah, but much, much smaller. Gotcha. So they go up on a mine and they can hear stuff going on. So like, let's go check this shit out. 
So they take an elevator down to the mine and they see the cult and they are standing over this giant pit. Man, they're just not giving up, are they? They're culty as fuck. Like, they're in their robes. They got rituals nightly. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, there's a whole ass cult. And the cult is like, oh nom, we fucking needed this shit. So wait, did they ever pull off the sacrifice for the night before? I think they did. Okay. I think they Because we don't see that guy again. Yeah. He's not like, hey guys, I feel you. Were you those teens? I'm glad you guys changed your mind on killing me yesterday. (laughs) That was real cool of you. I'm glad that you guys let me still be a part of your club. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get your membership numbers up. Right. You're back on the chopping block, buddy. The cult sees them and they're like, hey. They are not good at hiding. No, they're terrible. Okay. So the cult is like, let's talk real quick. So they worship a goat. A goat? A goat. Okay. Now, real quick, is this an anthropomorphic goat or a goat? I think it was a mythical goat. Like a mythical goat? I'm talking like on four legs or on two legs? I think four legs, but four smart. Four leg goat, but smart? Yeah. <sighs> this is frustrating again. <laughs> so it reminds me of like the world in Wizard of Oz or, or Wicked and stuff, how there are animals that can talk and then there's just regular animals. Yeah. As well. And the way it's spelled matters. So mm. I'm wondering if this goat is with a capital G or a lowercase g. I do not remember the grammatical spelling of the goat. Okay. Basically, the cult's like, we came down here once and we found this goat by itself. Like, how did it get here? We decided to worship it. It lives in this hole. It's probably dead. <laughs> dead goat? <laughs> I think it's dead or it's like mythical or some shit. Okay. Um, but basically, after like the rust belt dried up and they all started losing their jobs, their like town is like fucking dying. And so stuff. these are actual members of the town. Yes. So this is like some fucking hot fuzz shit going on. The greater good. Oh my god. So they've been sacrificing people in town that no one would miss to the goat in hopes that the goat would like replenish the town and bring life back into Possum Springs. That no one would miss? I mean, considering like we said, that one kid went missing and nobody in town seemed to know what happened. So it seems like they didn't even care enough to fucking gossip about it. Yeah. Damn. That yeah. takes a whole new, like, spin on it. Which sucks, is you find out about that kid, there's flyers being like, what happened to Casey? And they're, everyone's like, maybe we all don't know because maybe we gave him to the goat. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's a little bit like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village on top of that, which probably took place really close to the same area. It's also in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's just all about, like, preservation for prosperity mm-hmm. kind of vibe. And they're like, yeah, we, we took the kid from Harfest. We took Casey, like... The rest of that arm was given to the goat pit. So what was up with the arm? Why did the arm go missing? I think it was one of the newbies that snatched a body and like left a piece behind. What, they cut it up? Yeah. And then just like an arm fell out of the packaging? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know how to transport people. I haven't killed anyone. (laughs) I haven't either. We don't know, but yeah, it's part of the cult thing. But yeah, it's just people who won't be missed, which is so sad. And then you realize you're talking to four 20-year-olds. Does anyone give a fuck about a 20-year-old? None. None of these kids would be missed that you are hanging out with. So like the cult is like, you know. Eyeballing them. Shitty kids who are doing shitty things. Like you and the kids are like, so this has been really great. Thank you for your hospitality. We have to leave. And the cult is like, hey, if you're cool, we're cool. Don't talk shit. Oh my God. And they're like, word, we won't talk shit. So like, here, sign an NDA and don't tell anybody about what we're doing. It's more of like an eyeballs deal of like, (laughs) if I kind of nod and wiggle my brows, you won't tell anyone I murdered a bunch of people. If you don't tell anybody we murdered a bunch of people, we won't murder you. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we're out. And May and her friends are all in the mining elevator and they're like, weird shit, right? Crazy. Yeah. Let's go home. Weird day. So in the corner of the elevator, 
little arm pops up and the little guy is reaching for May and one of the cult members decides, fuck these bitches, I'm going to kill one of these kids. That'll be my sacrifice. And they kind of grab at May. Oh no. And her friends are like, God fucking damn it. Of course it's May. And they're fighting this guy that's like fucking up the elevator shaft, kind of grabbing at May. May's trying to get out. Her friends are trying to get out and they break the elevator. No. And it kind of goes crashing all the way down. The cult is now trapped down the mine. Oh, but so are they. No, they got out. Oh, they got out of it. Yeah. Okay, good. So the cult is basically dead down a mine. That's great. Yeah. They stranded this cult down there and they're not even going to tell anybody that they're down there. They're just going to be like, you know what? This isn't going to be like the Chilean miners situation (laughs) where they have a whole like world looking out for them. They're just not even going to report this. And it's kind of May's fault. Like, May kind of started all this, but she also gets to end it. And no one else has to die. And this will be a really cool way for them to find out who all the cult members were by... I know. All right, so who's missing? You know how we don't have any cops anymore? Yeah. Oh. What? Are you saying that... Uh, Mall cop? uh, A mall cop is one of them? Cops are always involved. That's true. Golden State Killer. That's fair. Possum Spring Slayer. Possum Spring Slayer. How great would that have been? That would have been good. It's the Possum Spring Snatcher. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yes. So the next day, you get up somehow. <laughs> right. How <laughs> did you sleep? <laughs> and you cruise around town, I guess. You're just like, what the fuck? And you go to band practice. Oh. And you play one last song out. Oh. And that's the end of Night in the Woods. Oh, that's the end of it. Yeah. So we, as the people playing the game, don't get to figure out who all the cult members were. No, not really. I think you can kind of tell with some NPCs that you see on and off, but not really. Okay. Um, Probably just see a snout sticking out of a hood every once in a while kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, one's like clearly fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I know which one you are. You okay. were at Possibilities. I want, like, has anybody gone through, I wonder, and like looked at the characters that were there before the cult got smashed and the characters that are in the background after the cult went away? Like, Oh, I'm sure. Um, There's actually one subplot where there's a new pastor in town who's trying to to let the townspeople let a homeless person stay in the church. They're like, hey, he just needs a warm place to sleep. Um, He'll clean up after himself. I work here. I'll be here every day if he needs anything. And it's kind of fucking inhumane to make someone sleep in the woods in Pennsylvania when yeah. it's winter. And they were like, mm, no. Not like, okay with it? Yeah, so there's this one like kind of cunty town council that's very hot fuzz that probably has a lot of cult members in right, it. Right, it's probably a very large number of them in it. Yeah. So this game won a shit ton of awards for its writing because obviously, like, even just talking it through was like, that was a human level I didn't know I I wanted to access or could. How many times did I relate to what was going on? Yeah. So Scott Benson, one of his big inspirations for this game was Final Fantasy VI because that's one of his favorite games. And Tom's making a face now. Because Final Fantasy VI is my favorite game. So he was talking about how these tiny sprites would tell such a rich and fulfilling story. Mm Mm-hmm. And how impactful things were just from simple art. And he says that his favorite scene is the opera scene. The opera scene is like, I've told you nothing of Final Fantasy VI in the hopes that someday you're going to play this. <laughs> Will I and ever like, have enough time? And like, it's also not one that we could ever do on this podcast because it's so fucking meaty. Like the Let's Plays on it where they play the full game, you know, they go up to like 50 hours. <laughs> There's no way we could possibly tell the entire story of what happens in Final Fantasy VI on this show, unfortunately. But yeah, I am with him 100%. Love everything he says. The opera scene is 
is it's iconic. It sparked it is, a lot of the emotional drive for this. When we played Life is Strange and they had that scene where they're doing the high school musical. Mm, yeah. I said immediately, I'm like, oh my God, this is the opera scene from Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> this, this is exactly what happens. I was like, this is their tribute to that fucking scene. And it was Aww. 100%. Like if you play both, you know that they are very much echoing each other, which was really, really cool to see. And Final Fantasy VI needs a fucking remake. By the way, if anybody's listening. Tom's eyes are bugging out like he's a cartoon right now. And, and not just that one that went on mobile where they made the, <laughs> the sprites look really chibi. Like, I, I, oh, that one looks ugly. But anyway, yeah, Scott Benson seems like a really smart guy that you'd be friends with. Yeah. Um, And again, he got cold called to be in this game and it's kind of the biggest title they've got. You know, it's a huge thing. This premiered at E3 in 2016 as a personal invitation from Sony. Okay. And if you remember 2016... I want you to think about this game, right? So it's sad cats mm-hmm. about depression and right. growing up. This was on the Jumbotron along with Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> Spider-Man, one of my other favorite games, right? God of War, yep. Death Stranding, yep. and Resident Evil 7. Which all have like some of the most mind-blowing like special effects graphics that you've ever seen in gaming. And then this sad cats looks like South Park. So you'd see Spider-Man in a helicopter fight. Yeah. And then it cut to a cat talking to another cat in a kitchen (laughs) about how hard it is to transition back to normal life. (laughs) And this game wasn't like bad. This game was still fucking awesome and still gets mentioned in the same breath as some of these games I just mentioned as well. It's like the writing is absolutely insane. They did such an incredible job. Top notch stuff. Absolutely. As kind of a sad post note, Alec Holoka, I apologize, I can't pronounce it still. So he's the developer that reached out to Scott Benson. Right. In 2019, he was actually accused of sexual abuse by a female developer. Oh no. And he killed himself. Damn. Yeah. Um, and I imagine they didn't recant the sexual abuse allegations. Nope. Um, So if they don't recant, that means he killed himself because it was probably true. It happens. So as soon as as the news broke scott benson who is the main design like main force behind this said we are cutting ties with alec absolutely we absolutely stand by the victim yeah people don't lie about this shit if that's what she says we will stand by her entirely alec is no longer a part of the night in the woods family or mm. the fucking what was it, infinite fall family like cut ties, entirely. ties yeah which like as a person i can appreciate that as soon as he saw like someone on your team has abused someone you kick them off your team you're yeah. like no fuck that like we're done you hurt your family yeah unfortunately that kind of fucked up doing physical copies of the game like they had a process to do physical discs of the game this was only a download and that got stalled out because how do you move on from that that's a crazy fucking thing so like despite that this game is still highly beloved and like so it was digital only yeah it's still digital only wow yeah isn't that crazy physical copies isn't that crazy I mean, most games are digital at this point. But still, like, just, they were about to grow a little more and they couldn't because of the actions of someone, you know? That's pretty terrible. Yeah, but, you know, on the plus side, like, the people that did put this game together worked very hard and the game itself is a beautiful beautiful piece of work that really just speaks to humanity through a bunch of cats and i have a tattoo of it so i like it a lot (laughs) that's really great yeah and you know when tom watches me play he just goes oh you're doing sad cats because yeah we just refer to this game as the sad cats game yeah (laughs) 
rarely call it night in the woods. It is just sad cats. In our house, it's sad cats. (laughs) (laughs) But I love my sad cats. You've got it on every available platform that you could. I think so, yeah. So did you have any questions about the cult or the game that I didn't touch on? I mean, my my questions about the cult mainly were who were they? Oh. Because I was wondering if they were part of the town or if they were from, like, elsewhere. No, they're just shitty townspeople that were, like, greater good. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're definitely just the townspeople from fucking... From Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. Oh, entirely. Like, there's a florist that's, like, fuck you all. I'll kill you. (laughs) With a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I'm really surprised by that one. It really uh, makes you cry. If you're looking for, like, kind of a, ooh... Being in your 20s is terrible game. This is absolutely for you. It is strangely relatable. Horribly so. Like I've I've been saying this whole time, having been in that environment of a small community, eerily accurate. Yeah, I've I've only ever lived in major cities. Right. Which is a very privileged thing to say. Yeah, really have. You've only lived in like major, major cities. Yeah, totally. (laughs) All West Coast major cities. But, you know, just the sensation of coming home and things being different but feeling the same Mm -hmm. is so strikingly on point in this game that it was, it's impossible not to feel something and not to see that and bring it back to 2012 when I was like moving back home, ran out of money and went, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? Help. It's a lot more relatable than say a garden state where not everybody went (laughs) off to become an actor and then came home it was just that they somebody who failed at college which is is you know what honestly i did that once before too i failed at college and i moved back home to indiana to live with my parents for a year totally have every one of these experiences that she had except for murder but did you take down a cult in a mine shaft i didn't take down a cult in a mine shaft i worked at a GameStop. wasted your year (laughs) you were angus yeah at the game spot too at game spot too t-o-o for no reason game spot as well that was also when i was working in that small town as well. The game spot was like my second job. But yeah, when I was working at that small town, that was uh, all during this exact same time. So it's eerily similar to what I was going through at the time. Yeah, and maybe you're a townie. Maybe you're B and you're trapped in this terrible situation and you just have to watch other people casually live your dream and just go, good for you, fuck me. (laughs) And honestly, I would love to see a sequel to this where B did get to leave again and then has to come back just even oh. for a visit, even if it's just for like a holiday or like I told you, like a funeral because funerals are common. Wait, give me the night in the woods holiday special. <laughs> give me a good five years later. Or, I know we're technically three years later, but like, let's say it's five. They're all 25. Everyone's a mm-hmm. little fatter. Maybe Angus and Greg are seeing other people and they're bitter, but they really love each other. Old flames are rekindled, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe B is like a hardcore vegan, but they go out for donut wolf and she caves and gets a hot dog the other one that is also just the most devastating is meeting your replacement Ooh, yeah that one hurts real bad and it's somebody you've never met before or anything and they're just a shitty version of you they kind of are my friends didn't replace me yeah you're lucky (laughs) i've met my replacement before it's terrible is it like you but just a bummer sometimes sometimes it's you know a much cooler version of you it's even sadder is it harder to see a better version of you much harder oh yeah you don't like like seeing like fuck you guys upgraded fuck off you got a better it's like seeing your ex with a hottie and you're just like oh right can't relate i know (laughs) (laughs) well anyway all right goombas well that is another episode 
of the other castle. Signing off from Possum Springs, Pennsylvania. Please tell your friends about us. Spread the word. And be nice to yourselves. Mental health is your responsibility, but it's not your fault. So take care of yourself and be kind to yourself and others. It's super important to take care of yourself. Especially if you're a sad cat trying to take down a cult. (laughs) My fucking dream. All right, Goombas. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.